comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Episode 386. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have thirty minutes to move your car. Your car. You have thirty minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half-hour wasted. Tonight's episode: the podcast without fear. To a half hour wasted. Oh, yeah! Matt Murdock doesn't sound like this! Little sweet! Little sweet! Z105! And we're back! Oh, yeah! <laughs> so, Brad, this commercial's been airing on television for Diet Dr. Pepper. A little sweet? Little sweet! <laughs> it's my new favorite thing. <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper. It's this short guy, <laughs> and he comes in and saves a day. When you want something sweet without all the calories, yeah, he makes his entrance, and it, he, he brings you something sweet. Man. It's Diet Dr. Pepper. It's White Prince, or as I like to call <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, sweet. I like to call him Wince. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Wince. That's my, uh, I get it, Wince. That's my new text message notification and for general. Like, I have some, I have specific ones assigned to yes. people, you and you guys. Who's my, what's mine? Should I text you and find <clears throat> out? Yeah. Okay. Is it uh, text or phone calls? No, it's text. Okay. Well, both. But phone I calls? I have text. Who I makes know. phone calls? I know. Who the heck makes phone calls these days when you can text? I, I just love the uh, fact that these, uh, these pocket computers that we all have these days, yes, you don't Luke actually Gingrich, make phone calls on them. Remember that when Newt Gingrich was like, what do you call these things? What are these things called? You call them Pocket Skynet. <laughs> That's what you call them. Here I yes. am, and I'm sending. Here we go. Good. All right, okay, bro. I've got standing it. by, standing I've got by, standing by. the microphone. Okay. Here we go. I sent it. Riveting. Riveting. This is, give it a second. It's going to space. Good. Okay. It's good. It's good. <laughs> 40. Oh, Star Trek! Oh yeah, Star Trek uh, communicator. That's because I am the greatest Star Trek (laughs) trivia king. You gonna send me one, Bill? Yeah, you betcha. All right, and that is, uh, by the way, uh, that's my uh, text message uh, ringtone too. Okay, and we're off. Give it a second. It's got to go to space. Mm -hmm. Give it a moment. I'm nervous. I'm actually nervous. It's sent. Oh, oh it's the machine that goes ping. Oh, nice. Yeah. I thought that was the uh, the echo from, um, well, Echoes by Pink Floyd. I, uh, Off the metal episode or uh, uh, album. Good morning. Sweet. A little sweet. He's Go to YouTube and search Lil, L-I-L, sweet, Diet mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper. There's two commercials, one at the office and one at a birthday party. Yeah, I've no, got a... I'm sorry, Bill. No, Brad, who is Little Sweet, by the way? Justin Garini from the first um, 
season of American Idol, he was the the dude with the big like orange fro. He was the runner up to Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, and um, he uh, he and the two of them made the, that bad movie from Justin to Kelly or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, <clears throat> it was awesome. But now he's back in full effect. Yeah, I thought that was like a Say by the Bell sequel, but apparently not. <laughs> After I did a bunch of research online, uh, I, I realized that it has nothing to do with uh, Say by the Bell. Welcome back to Half Hour Wasted. It's good to see you guys, to be in the studio again. Good to be back. Let's do a cheers. Oh, my it's, gosh. Uh, it's too cheers. long. Nice. It's, uh, Unfortunately, I've got you know, my, you have to drink so make cheers the cheers My schedule is still wacky. I have Thursdays and Fridays off. I mm-hmm. work every other night, you know. If yep. I had a choice, I'm I'm gonna see my kids before I see you, Jokers. I know. You know what I'm saying? I, so. yeah, I get that. <clears throat> yeah, we just um we just moved to a, a new schedule type thing ourselves, so uh, so I get it. Um, yeah, you have a good schedule, Bill. Yeah, I kind of I kind of love it. Um, I'm not four gonna day go, work week now. Yeah, I'm not gonna go too deep into it. Just so I don't want to give away like company secrets or anything. But um, uh, but yeah, oh. yeah, three day weekends, baby. Cool. Uh, now, Very are awesome. these uh, are these because the summer's coming up, or no? It's a it's a scheduling. Uh, it's just it's a scheduling thing. Uh, it's just it, it, you work longer. This is days. something that works. This is something that works uh, for everybody involved with the productions. Um, Do you so, work ten hour yeah. days now? Uh, <coughs> y- uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, um, three <coughs> like three nine hour days and one like uh, like twelve thirteen hour day. Okay. So yeah. We had a um, that's doable. But yeah, I'll make off. that trade, boys. Yeah, that's like I mean that's a great trade. Where yeah. I, where I work uh, during the summer, they will give you Fridays off if you do a ten hour Monday through Friday. But that or Monday through Thursday. That's oh. because of kids and family, and cool. a lot of people so take advantage of it. Easy. Oh my gosh, that's an easy sweet. call to make. Yeah. yeah sweet. That's, so that's we're pretty. Uh, so sweet. I just had my second uh, my second Friday off. Unfortunately, I've had stuff to do. That uh, is not unfortunate that you guys are here. That's extremely fortunate. It's the exact opposite of unfortunate that uh, you guys are here. But uh, I have not enjoyed a, uh, a leisurely Friday yet. It'll come up. Yeah. I mean, shoot. Uh, in two weeks, you get to see Age of Ultron. Yes! Are you I believe going- it's only two weeks away? I'm starting to wonder if we <laughs> need to uh, start thinking about ticket orders. And I haven't talked to you guys about this yet, but... Uh, I don't know if um, you know. I I need to worry about me and mine, or if we need to well, go see it all. My children, one big lump. My children made it extremely clear. Yes. To me. Oh wait a minute! That's Star Wars. And we'll, okay. get that. <laughs> we'll get to that. I'm sure Ashley would want to. Anyways, I was thinking that they were they made it clear that we would see it at midnight. Okay. Avenger, but it's actually Star Wars because the new gotcha. trailer. Had, okay. Had her so excited, but. <clears throat> Um, I will not be able to see it until Saturday. Oh, I cannot no. go. I cannot go that Friday. Yeah, I guess I could go Thursday. Well, I'm actually. I'm having dinner. <laughs> Is it going to open on at Wednesday midnight or Thursday May, midnight or? Well, May first. That's a Friday, yeah. right? I'd see. I, yeah. I'm. I don't know. I'm looking. Maybe, at, I'm going to have to figure this one out. I'm looking at the calendar. I mean, yes. I could go to a Thursday midnight, uh, but that's. Yeah. I mean, the May first is a Friday, May but you know how these things go. It's like, mm-hmm. when was the last time a movie, a big movie that that came out on a Friday, actually waited until Friday to come out? Well, I mean, sometimes the trend is we could look. They will do it Thursday at like eight in the evening. I've been to a couple yeah. movies that were supposed to come out on Friday, but yeah. eight in the evening they released. It. If they do that, I'll go see it Thursday. We evening. did that uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. That's right. Yeah. And it was totally Cinemark working. is showing it Thursday at 7 p.m. Boom. There you go. Boom. Bam. Done. 
Yeah. How about I'd, Alamo? Draft I may have house. to go to the, like the nine, nine or ten o'clock showing, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm willing. Willing and able, especially since if everything holds, that won't be a school night for me. Shut oh, up! I'm so jealous of you. I'm uh, jealous of me too. <laughs> what about? Hey, don't forget. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Oh, Is that man. opening the same day? I'm not sure when it's oh. opening, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to watch that movie. <laughs> you know why? Oh, April 17. It's today. It okay. opens today. Oh, wow. Thank uh, goodness. I, I love the first one. Really? It's so much fun. <laughs> it's goofy, but it's fun. And I like Kevin James. I don't care what you think. It's weird. You're I'm not judging you right now. You're Brad. not like winking or I'm crossing not, your fingers or I'm anything. Look at Nothing's crossed. You're not. I sense it's no true. sarcasm. It's true, listeners. He's not. Huh. His fingers are not crossed. He's I not. Like he's not Paul winking. Blart, Here, let me take cop. his temperature. He doesn't have a. Laugh. He doesn't he's have a sarcastic sick. look on his face. Let me take his pulse. It Sometimes made it, me it laugh. can be hard to tell with Brad occasionally, but I guess uh, I think when, when, when I leave here tonight, gone over the deep end. When I leave here tonight, I'm going to catch the late show. Paul. Paul. Paul Blart. Mall cop two. Brad, right. We would like to. We would like to do an intervention right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> because obviously there's something wrong with you. No, I won't see it today, but I will see it. Okay. Probably when it comes on Netflix, but I'm gonna see. <laughs> it. I will see it. I will see him. Speaking of the Netflix, right? The mm. Daredevil. Yes. I've I've completed the series. It's oh, you are an animal. It. I didn't binge it. Yes. I, it took me four or five. Maybe even six days to watch them all. Our uh, our mutual uh, our mutual friend uh, uh, Hillerby and I uh, we watched the first seven episodes over the weekend, and um, yeah, was, we, was uh, that a binge? I mean, you two just sitting on the that couch was, that was my, a bag I've, of chips. I've never I've never binged a show like that before. You mean the two of you watched, we watched seven in a row? Well, I had uh, I went up uh, to Oklahoma. Um, this is for you, June Bob. Oh, delicious! I went up to Oklahoma Friday. Sweet. to the OU spring game on Saturday. And so Friday night, I got up there. We ordered some pizza shuttle. Thank you, pizza shuttle. And uh, we watched the first two episodes. And then uh, Saturday evening after the OU game, we watched four more episodes. And then Sunday morning before I took off and came back here, uh, we watched episode seven, Stick. And then I said, Mike, put in Danger 5. Put in Danger 5. Do it. Hit the play button. Don't ask questions. Just do it. Play it. And then so we watched uh, Daredevil, the stick episode, which was amazing, and yeah, then Danger good. 5, which was amazing. And then I drove home and uh, played around disc golf. It was a perfect freaking day. So yeah. how many episodes of Daredevil have you seen? Seven. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, uh, you seen I fell asleep. I think I'm on nine or ten, so I'm, yeah. I'm close to being finished. I, I fell asleep, I think, on episode eight last night. Okay. So. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the one that really goes into uh, – the episode I fell asleep on is the one where – uh, it really goes into uh, um, Kingpin's backstory. That was a, okay. I was I love that episode. Yeah, why the, the especially uh, the opening the opening it. sequence where he looks in the mirror yeah. and he sees a the child bl- yeah. with <clears throat> a beard of blood, and then, that like opened up so many doors. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I get it. Yeah, they haven't shown they haven't yeah. said anything, but I get it. And in had, deference to those who haven't binged it yet, I won't go any further into that. I had a problem with D'Onofrio's characterization of the kingpin interesting for most of the series okay I'm, I'm trying to find my facebook page do i sound funny uh no no nah, okay. it sounds real basey but Brad, i think it's just me well, well you looked that up bill did you um yes or who is the actor that played his sensei 
It was David Carradine. It no, was. Okay. Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. I'm sorry. Scott Glenn. Okay. He was, he was basically. Good. Yeah, he was. He was basically. I'm sorry. He was. Scott Glenn was basically kung fuing. Um, that that was where my head got. Gotcha. Got. Because I thought there. it was. I thought it was David. Um, David Carradine. But I thought he's. Yeah. He's. That's, no, it, it doesn't Scott look like Glenn. him, but it's acting like Scott him. Glenn. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, it was okay, great. Uh, okay, without trying to give away too much, too many plot points, uh, my my whole thought that uh, Stick, uh, as people who read the comics know, Stick was one of his mentors, mm-hmm. his prime mentor, maybe. And um, in the TV show, at least, my thought was, what a terrible father figure, <clears throat> man! If this guy, if this guy was your mentor, if this guy was your father figure, I understand why you're messed up. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah. Especially yeah. what happened, you know. At oh, the my end. gosh. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing that, that made him, you know. Okay. All right. You know what reminds me that. I was about to give away critical plot points. Well, I think we can spoil it. I'm going to spoil it. I want to know what's the deal with the kid that got killed. The, the black. In the, box. Uh, the black. Uh, b- 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 the kid that the, got killed in the box? Yeah, the, black the steel <laughs> box. Sorry. Well, it was, it was, he was the weapon. We don't know. He was the weapon they were smuggling. Yes, but we don't know. Black Sky. Black Sky. We don't know. Fantastic. Thank you. And I believe that... Well, and this all happened off-panel, so we don't know... I believe we'll find out more about that, because in some of the later episodes that you haven't seen yet, there are hints and clues of things to come, Mm -hmm. one of which is... uh, You know the old Chinese lady, Gao? Yes, (laughs) Madam Gao. She was... uh, She had all those... those (laughs) In an octogenarian kind of way, I guess. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I like the older ladies, Brad. The, uh, you, you crushed the it. The packages of heroin yeah. uh, had the little uh, iron fist symbol on them. <gasps> yes. Sands the, the wings. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> it was a little question mark looking squiggle. Awesome. Like iron fist. Yeah. So, and then at one point she also says, I must return to my homeland. Right. She's talking to Kingpin. I must return to my homeland to you know, think about the future and whatnot. And he says, you going back to China? And she says... It's a little farther than that, yeah. and that's more than well, likely the mystical city well, of Kunlun, exactly. which is which is where Iron Fist learned his abilities. Gotcha. And that, that that's the episode yeah. where uh, Kingman flips the table. Well, yeah. and in the comics, Kunlun was kind of a, a very brig- <laughs> a brigadoon like place that that appears every ten years and then goes away for a while, yeah, and then it comes back yeah. every ten years. But some so, people could travel. Okay. Back and forth, <laughs> yeah. if, if I remember correctly. The same thing uh, happened in uh, Legion of Superheroes when they introduced the character Tyrock. Uh, his, uh, his, uh, home his superpower? Of Marzal. He could mm-hmm. Yes. I think... Um, <laughs> he could talk to Irox. I think we'll learn more <clears throat> of, <clears throat> of the Black Sky in the future episodes uh, of things. I have to say that, you know, um, for me, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been getting better. It's been getting better. But uh, it's still not <clears throat> like my must-see TV. But, man, this show. It's hard to compare to be able to put the two. Because they're not on the same playing field. They are not on the But they're in the same <clears throat> universe. That that they are. But then again, they, you've got so people they, who go to church on Sunday mornings. And then you've got people who are doing the walk of shame on Sunday mornings. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Two different worlds, same <laughs> universe. So, <clears throat> uh, so I, I'm kind of hoping, and I know I'm getting off topic a little bit, but this last issue of episode of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, did you see it? Which is has May's backstory. I have not seen it uh-huh. yet. I have not seen the last episode of Flash or Arrow. Okay, <coughs> uh, not giving anything away, okay. but you get May's backstory, which is pretty powerful. Okay, good. We get to find out why she's called the Cavalry. Yes. Okay, good. Um, let me go back to my comment about the Kingpin. <clears throat> I had a problem with his characterization. 
physically, he was an imposing figure like the like the kingpin should be. Yeah, there were things about his portrayal I liked, but let me just read this verbatim what I said, and it'll explain my thoughts on his characterization. The kingpin I wanted finally showed up in the last episode. I didn't care for his characterization for most of the episodes. I didn't buy the stammering and the uncertainty in his demeanor. For a man to have gotten as far and to have built as much as he already had by the beginning of the series, before it even started, you know, up to that point in the story, he was very unsure of himself. I don't believe someone mired in uncertainty and self-doubt could have pulled off what he did or gained the respect from his employees that he so obviously had at that point. So <clears throat> the kingpin in the comics was never, he was always confident, you know? Yeah. He was, he was arrogant. He was to the point of arrogance, mm-hmm. yes. And while I understand this is basically an origin of the Daredevil story, and I also have to remember that the Kingpin was originally an Amazing Spider-Man villain first. He first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man. And then somebody had the wonderful idea, maybe Frank Miller, I think, to make him a, a Daredevil bad guy. But <clears throat> And he belongs as a Daredevil bad guy. So I understand the concept of building a character and having change, and the same thing happened to Matt, and the same thing happened to Foggy and Karen and all that. So, <clears throat> But the Daredevil, I'm sorry, the kingpin that I was hoping for finally showed. I was very happy with, with the last couple of episodes. I'm just going to tell you right now, the red suit shows up in episode 13. Great. Oh. Uh, we, we find out how he gets it, who makes it. There's lots of Easter eggs in there for fans of, of the comic, of the Daredevil uh, is it story. <laughs> it is Melvin Potter. Yeah. yeah. I got to admit, I'm, um, I'm growing increasingly ambivalent about the idea of seeing him in the Daredevil getup. That's I, because I'm, he's so awesome without I know. I'm, I'm really falling in love with that look that he's got right now. Well, that did, that band, the, the bandana over the top half of his head. With no eye holes in it. <laughs> well, there's it's a reason. Such a great look. There's a reason he changes. Okay. There's a reason he gets a new outfit. Yeah, good. You know, it's because it, the defenders won't let him in without it. It'll right? be explained, and it's cool because the black outfit is straight out of the Man Without Fear, John Romita Jr. drawn right five issue miniseries that yeah. Frank Miller wrote. It was wonderful. And there was an an offhanded remark about that Greek girl. Whatever happened to that Greek girl? I know that's so awesome. Electra was okay. Greek. The great Electra Nachos. Yeah. So um, the the episode with uh, with the the backstory of Foggy and Matt meeting for the first time mm-hmm. and becoming friends that's wonderful. I guess I haven't gotten there yet. No, but. you haven't. Okay. I think that's episode two. <clears throat> but overall, I was just so extremely pleased. I mean, I just, it's just home run. Marvel. I can't wait. Way to go. Marvel. I can't wait to see him again. You know. I think the plan is after Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and the Iron Fist shows, then we'll see them all, see them all together in the Defenders. So when do we get uh, Alias? When does that happen? It's called A.K.A. Jessica Jones. Yep. A.K.A. Jessica Jones. And that's I, the next one to drop, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's later this year. Wow. Okay. And then we get uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage and next then Iron year. Fist. And then Iron Fist. Yeah. Oh, man, <clears throat> I can't wait for Iron Fist. He was always one of those characters that just... Um, Again, I was always kind of a, a a group kind of guy. I was Justice League, Avengers, blah blah, Fantastic Four, etc. But Iron Fist, for some reason, just fascinated me. I think it's because 
I I didn't realize till I was an adult that I wished my parents would put me in martial arts. As a Johnny child. M is high fiving you right now. Yeah, but no, I've I've been a huge huge fan of uh, Iron Fist for as long as I've known about his character. I just I, I love everything about it. You know, I um you know it's the semi typical. Hey, let's take a. Uh, uh, let's take someone from another racial group and just make a white version of them. You know, <laughs> but uh, but Danny Rand, his character, uh, I think, goes a lot deeper than that. Uh, you know, I, I I honestly couldn't tell you how that character started out, but um, but yeah, I can tell you where he got to. And I've never even read the David uh, David Aja um, uh, run. Matt Fraction, Matt David Fraction. Aja. Yeah, yeah, that Matt Fraction. I read the first six and episodes. Issues I, really good. And I I, I heard nothing but good about that either. Uh, I just I can't wait now. Is, do we know, is the Defenders going to be just, it's not going to be just those four characters, is it? I think so. Interesting. Because the Defenders I grew up be? on, every well, the Defender, well, the original Defenders were this Doctor Strange, the Hulk, and Namor. This isn't. Right. And I, under, I understand. It's a different universe. But, um, but the Defenders that uh, you really came to know and love um, had uh, the character Nighthawk in it, had the Valkyrie in it. Um, had yeah, the Hulk in it at times. Um, Doctor uh, Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange was kind of he was he was the last <clears throat> kind of founding member to. Well, I guess the Hulk showed up uh, also, but um, but yeah, the Defenders that that you're used to. It depends, you know. Did you read the Steve Gerber Defenders, the Jam De Mateus Defenders, or um, and and by the way, the right. last version of Defenders was um, the last version of the Defenders was uh, not good. They put out a uh, uh, the last Defenders <coughs> is a six issue uh, uh, mini maxi whatever series, and it was came out two three years ago. And man, I just didn't like it at all. I liked the the. I forced myself to read it. I'm stretching the the term comical, but the uh, yeah. Jam Demetrius yes and Kevin McGuire Defenders that was fun. Okay, that was see fun. I I don't remember them doing a Defenders run though. Yeah. I, I believe that they did. Um, I know that they wanted uh, uh, one of my. One of my guilty pleasures in comics right now is uh, Justice League 3000. I'm reading that um, because DC is not giving us my stinking legion of superheroes right now. In fact, I'm trying to figure out where the LSH even fits into this okay, uh, this universe that they're in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Stop. What? You're getting, you're getting off track, man. Oh, yeah. That's what I do. That's what <laughs> I'm here for. That's I'm here to rein you in. Hey, uh, all right, people. Let's, let's, email me if you want to know more about it. Let's talk about uh, more Marvel stuff. The Ant Man trailer dropped this week too. That, that oh, there's like, another one. Yes, this okay. one. I have a not full seen. I've yeah. not seen a, a, a. Is this an actual trailer? This is not yeah. a teaser. Or the international. This, this is, is a trailer. Actual trailer. It's called yeah. pre-production, Bill. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> it is uh, pretty pretty funny. In, in, okay. In, uh, it's not really wahaha funny, but there's two scenes in it. That they're just there. There's a there's a scene that takes place on a train. Yeah, uh, Brad. Oh gosh, <laughs> okay, I died. Because yeah, uh, the, yeah, the the first the first official trailer teaser or whatever, um, actually uh, worried me quite a bit because mm-hmm. it was about as funny as Sophie's Choice. Now, when you see this one, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think you're going to get some I, good laughs, <clears throat> but you're not gonna you're I mean, not going like, to be. It's like that that first trailer. That made the fault in our stars look like a slapstick comedy. Okay, <laughs> no, this one, this mm-hmm. one's it's there's it's gonna be a cool, yep. much like Iron Man, right, and or any of the the Marvel movies have had humor in them. Okay, it's not gonna be a comedy. Yeah, but 
I mean, with Paul Rudd in it, yeah, they got to throw him some bones. Yeah, because that first trailer, it was about as funny as Schindler at the end of Schindler's List going, "I could have saved more." Yeah, it was. It was kind of you know. So yeah, I, I, to this point, <laughs> we're not I helping. But laugh riot. Do one more. Do one more. I really it. want to. Um, I, I need Brad to get down the road a little bit so I can re-divert us back to this in, in the most awkward possible way. You know, it's, the, it's what it's what the great, sweet, strong listeners out there in the audience. I know that's what you're hoping for. I don't know what you're expecting. The um, I, I'm, the, I can't get inside your pelt and crawl around. You know, the that's uh, how it works. The following the new trailer, it makes me, I I just have this uneasiness watching it that because I think it's going to be funny. But I mm-hmm. think it's going to do well. I don't think it's going to be a, a, a home run. It's just my gut telling me. That's the way me. I felt about Guardians and look yeah. at what happened. Yeah, Guardians was just like way home run. This one is just, and what worries me more is the director involved with it. He, I got a text. Yeah, he's not, um, he doesn't have a, a, a huge, I forget his name, but he doesn't have a huge resume. He's a solid director, but he's not like a go-to director. Maybe he'll up his game on this. I don't know. Steven Spielberg was one of those directors at one point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if you look at this this guy's history, could you look him up? Could you look him up? Uh, just <clears throat> the Ant-Man director. I mean, just look at his movies. They're solid, fun movies, but but none of them are are like a what? Right now, okay. So who's the director for this again? He's looking. I'm it looking up. it up right now because we had um, we had uh, um. Mark Webb to the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. We had James Gunn <clears throat> do the um, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So uh, Peyton Reed, okay, is the director, and lo- lo- and read some of his movies. Um, yes, man, Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. Bring It On, the cheerleader movie, yeah. with Kristen Dunst. I the think. breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bad Haircut was a TV <laughs> movie. Um. He did uh, 12 episodes of the Upright Citizens Brigade. Really? So there's, and he worked on Mr. Show with Bob and David. So there's some okay, comedy. Okay, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. We're <laughs> there's good. some comedy We're in good. there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's up. But if you look at those three movies Brad mentioned, they're all good, solid movies, but they're not the movies that you remember. or the. It, they're just the movies that's like, yeah, I had a good time with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, for sure. Um, and there's so many production, McKay, pre-production issues with this. Uh, Adam McKay. Uh, you know, was was he wrote the screenplay? For, mm. He co-wrote the screenplay at least. Yeah, that was Paul Mc- Rudd is credited as screenplay also. So oh, yeah. you see, that's danger right there. It just feels like there's too many people. Does that mean that they're improvising lines on the set, where it's just I well, don't know. You got to admit the the Yellow Jacket. Who would have mm. thought Yellow Jacket would have looked as cool as he did? Yellow Jacket looks pretty cool. We'll In the Ant Man trailer, yeah. yeah, we'll have to show uh, you after this okay. episode. I'm a little more interested anyway, now. Anyway, it's Marvel. It's going to be. It's it's going to make maybe not a bazillion dollars, but close to it. Well, one thing it'll I think make, we can agree on is that so far. Um, I mean, if you want to, if you want to diss on Iron Man two or Thor: The Dark World or something, I, I guess go ahead. But to this point, for me, Marvel hasn't made any grievous errors yet, and I think we can mm-hmm. trust them. With know? the exception I think of of Ed Norton's Hulk. Okay, and, and again, you know, again, I I have never sat through either of the Hulk movies. Um, well, the the Ed Norton one is part of right. the, the MCU. Yes, the first it, one's not, yeah. but and um, yeah, I've never. Seen I just it. love Hulk. I've seen I mean, you could do Hulk. You could put Hulk in 
in a documentary. I don't know. You could put Hulk, Hulk in a cooking show, and I'd watch it. He's in my top five favorite and characters. See, I'm yeah. just, I, he really is. You know, I'm he re- superheroes. I'm down with your with your love of the Hulk. I've just never felt that way. He's always been one of those characters that I'm okay with, yeah. but. It's just he's confusing because there's more there's, depth to the Hulk than yeah. Hulk Smash. And, and, and honestly, man, back. I'm sitting there reading, uh, you know, reading the Avengers, you know, today. Um, I mean, not literally today, but like currently, you know, reading the the Avengers run, and I don't understand the Hulk's characterization. And I, I'm, it's cool, fine, I'll roll with it, and I'll still enjoy it. But I don't understand what version of the Hulk we're seeing. Is this is this is he separated from Banner? Is Banner part of him? Is he you mean super the, smart? Is he oh currently in, in the, the comics? in the current version of the Hulk? Yeah, uh, I just there's something different smart, about him. He's I, I he's like mad at Banner. I haven't I think. caught up okay. with with the Hulk recently, but I think they're calling him Doc Green. Yeah, because he's smart, right? And uh, he doesn't like being. I think, if I remember what I read, the little bit I read, he doesn't like being referred to as, as Banner at all. Right. Like you said, he was mad at Banner for some reason, but uh, I haven't... He, Banner got shot in the back of the head while oh. he was Banner. Okay. Okay. Then he was worked on by S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. Okay. And Doc Green is the result of that. That's... That's weird because I thought the Hulk really could. Because I thought, like, once any type of danger came to Banner, the Hulk just. Well, yeah, but that's. I mean, you know that story, the the end where he tries to commit suicide, Banner tries to commit suicide, but but he hulks out. He he knows. You know, if somebody came up behind you without you knowing and popped you in the back of the head. Right. It's going to affect you. Well, they did this in in the first Avengers, uh, in the first Ultimates uh, comic run with uh, Millar and uh, Miller. Sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. Um, in that version, they they changed him into the Hulk by throwing him off of the helicarrier. Yeah, right. Um, which they did in the they, Ed Norton movie. Which, and, and again, they've, they've done that in the movies uh, mm-hmm. also. Um, so, but in that case, obviously, he sees what's happening. He, he's experiencing the fear and the adrenal rush. And yeah, if someone just surprised, you know, caps you in the back of the dome, then you're not going to have the chance to react to it. Before it's just way too late. So sad. So the Batman Superman trailer, not teaser trailer, but trailer actually came out this week. Two minute too. trailer. Um, somebody with Lex Luthor not in it. Uh, not in it, but voicing it. Are I mean, you sure? He, yeah, that's that's him at the very top of it. Is that Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. I didn't recognize. You his can voice. hear oh. you can hear his voice okay. at the very beginning. Okay. Um, it sounded like a man instead of a boy. <laughs> play it. Play the audio for it. Right, where you bring it up. But in in the trailer, for those who haven't seen it yet, it's uh, it seems like there's a cult of Superman where it, there's people who are worshiping Superman, and um, that's a pretty easy call to make, though. The, yeah, the people would. Yeah. Is it really surprising that the most powerful man in the world? That's not Jesse. Should be a figure of controversy. That's a man. We, as a population on this planet, have been looking for a savior. A savior. That We're might talking be about him. a being who's it's very different people. Existence. They are not telling us the truth. Challenges our own. It's several different people. I thought that was at the. I thought that was him at the very top. But <clears throat> it was a man. The um the has there he looked like a man. <laughs> has there ever been a, a storyline where there was a cult of Superman where there were people there who might have been him? there might have been one in the comics, but I don't mm. recall. But it, it's just funny. It's like the uh, but there was for Batman. You know, in the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I don't 
But like Bill, you said, about. that's an easy call to make. I mean, uh, of course, of course, there would be the, this person who saves you, and, and there's nothing you could do. Of course, you would start. To, there'd be a group of people who'd start to worship him. That's one of the most fascinating things about uh, about literature, comics in particular, is just you know, a character like Superman's been around since 1938. Was that it? Mm-hmm. And you know, okay, so we're now uh, 80 some odd, you know, 80, 90 years away. You know, we're closing on his hundredth anniversary. I guess we're you know, 80 years, whatever. But in those 80 years. Here's an idea that's not been explored. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? I know. That's fascinating. It's like uh, when Green Lantern and did the whole, uh, you know, power, fear, yell. I mean, yeah. that was such a revelation yeah. to people. It's just like, why wasn't this ever done before? It, it does. The spectrum. And especially since you had, you know, you already had a, a star sapphire with her purple, you know, her purple ring. And, and you know, you already had Sinestro with his yellow ring. And it's like, you know, we've, we've laid out half of the spectrum for you. You know, how come it took Jeff Johns in 2006 <laughs> or whenever it was to put the pieces together and say, no, nah, man, there's a whole spectrum of it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm sitting here. I, I, I'm, um, shoot, I'm not seeing anything quite yet, but I'm doing a very surface search here. I tell okay, um, if you don't mind me uh, bringing us back for a moment, there was something about Daredevil that I've been dying to talk about. Uh, I talked about this with Hillerby, um, but I haven't talked about this with uh, anybody else yet. Um, as you guys are watching the first episode or two of Daredevil, you had to be experiencing emotions like you're not used to getting from a TV show. I mean, this, you know, people told us this was going to be different and uh, how right they were. It's just, it is amazing to see something again, Kind of like the, the the color spectrum thing. It's like nobody's ever put this combination together before. We we had a couple of people asking about it, and um, uh, one was um, a lady and was wondering if um, uh, she should get into Daredevil uh, because she's not a huge fan of just fight movies and this and that. And my answer was, yeah, watch it. Um, you know, if you need to hide your face with the pillow during the fight scenes or something, you can do that. But this show is almost as much legal drama yes, it know, is. as it is a uh, superhero comic. And how insanely true to the character uh, that is. It's just, it was, it was wonderful to see him do his little L.A. law bit. Mm-hmm. You know, in you know, not every single episode. You know, it's not like, it's not law and order where, you know, the first half of the episode is catch the bad guy and the second half is throwing him in jail or anything. Um, it's certainly far less linear than that. But uh, the one thought that kept sticking in my head, and it started with the first episode, and it really ramped up with the second episode and then the third, um, especially that, that what is now that famous one-shot fight scene that happens in episode mm-hmm. two, which That's is great. kind of an aping of a little bit of old boy and a little bit of hard-boiled. And the uh, raid. And the raid, okay. Yeah. Those, I mean, th- this fight scene, uh, the, the guy who directed the episode uh, admits that he had influences mm-hmm. You know, to inspire the creation of this fight scene. Uh, and there's even a couple places in that fight scene where a camera moves behind something and the, the screen goes black for a moment. It's like, well, that could easily be an edit point. And the director says, no, it wasn't. You know, they yeah. just, that, that's the way it happened. And I, it was, well, I mean, it was I watched the video. I, yeah, I, I would yeah. think that, that, that a good director would plan in case they needed to do right. an edit. At, so. the beginning, at the beginning of that shot, you see the the Russian guy go into the room where the boy yeah. is being held. Yeah, <clears throat> as the camera's still out in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes out, and the camera turns around, and at the other end of the hall, you see 
Charlie Cox mm-hmm. as Matt Murdock in his black suit walk out and he walks down the hall and he goes into the room. You know, he knocks down the door, opens the door. I forget how. Well, the door comes flying off its hinges from the inside. Yeah, well, that's after he goes in. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yes, so okay, he, yeah. He makes his way in. And at that point, yeah. Charlie Cox got out of the way of the stunt double. Okay. In the, dressed in black. And the stunt double came out of the room. Still the same shot. They didn't stop it. Right. And did all his ninja stuff, which was freaking awesome. Yeah. And then at the end, he disappears again. And Charlie Cox comes back out. Yes. All of that was one shot. When I was talking to a, a field shooter um, at my workplace, and he was trying, we were talking about that scene. He was trying to figure out there's one part where the camera goes over the door and, you know, down, it goes past the door frame. But to do that, you've got this door that is about 45 degrees propped up, you know, on the other, the other uh, side of the hallway. And, even a steady cam would show some kind of movement as the camera goes across this this door fluidly. I, I don't remember the scene that well myself, but I trust him. And um, uh, he was trying to figure out: did they, you know, did they have some kind of little micro uh, uh, steady cam unit that th- that they were able to literally hand off from one guy to another or you know he just we were trying to figure out how that happened i mean just the little tiny pieces uh, of this scene uh, now honestly they, they, well they make these these gimbals that are about this big yeah. about the size yes. of a basketball yes and if you're shooting on a on a dslr camera you can very easily hand that off okay. to someone else and it, it is so could, smooth it also could have been on a crane from above you know, and it could uh, also it could be, have been if there was no ceiling in that uh, structure. It probably it, was. It was could just also off, have though. been a drone. Yeah. Now, I mean, honestly, seriously. Yeah. N- now, honestly, uh, I this we've had a couple of uh, these one shot scenes happen in the last couple of years, and I still think that uh, that that scene that was in uh, the first season of True Detective it was like a four and a half minute long tracking shot that that goes that goes through entire neighborhoods almost. And it is, it is, you know, still to my mind, it, it's the most impressive modern single shot I've seen since uh, the opening of snake eyes, it's, which was um, a terrible movie. It's the, uh, the beauty of the one take is, is the pressure of getting it right. Yeah. And the theatricalness of it. Yeah. So much has to go right in that, that, um, it, it makes it a challenge, and when you oh, do yeah. get it, it's like, yes. There's a Russian movie that is 90 minutes long that is all one take. Really? It is shot on HD video. Okay. Uh, it is not engaging at all. I saw it just because I thought, I should watch this. And uh, it it's dubbed, but it takes place in a Russian museum. And as you walk through this museum, you have someone who's kind of talking to historical figures that are in it. So each room is a different part of Russian history. Okay. So you kind of walk through it and walk through it and walk through it. And I was listening to the commentary on it, and they were talking about how they did it. It was like on the fourth time they made it all the way through. Wow. But uh, there were so many busts at the beginning. But halfway through that movie, there's a scene in this parlor room with this woman and two girls and an older woman, and they're all talking. And one of the little girls looks directly at the camera, wow. just re- re- directly. And then okay. the mother slowly pushes her towards her, yeah. and then she looks away. But 
that's halfway through the movie, and I kept thinking, oh, oh man. I mean, technically to me, that's a bust. But <laughs> it's, inter- it's interesting to watch once just to see them because there's a lot of blocking, and there's a lot of, you have to walk in this room, and someone has to do this. And, and if your timing's off, it's ruined. Yeah. And the actors have to be willing to go with it and, and figure it out. And the one shot is a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. But when it does yeah. work, oh, well, and of course, uh, I haven't seen this movie yet to my detriment. But uh, Birdman wasn't every individual scene filmed in one take. That's, that, crazy that's like my that? understanding. I think they tried to, to weave it together to yeah. make it look like one shot. That's no, my understanding. But, but it I wasn't. Didn't see it. it wasn't. Uh, uh, they they made no bones about the entire movie being one take. They said that each scene, okay, each individual scene, each piece is one take within the confines of the greater movie. Okay. Um, and and yeah, one of these days I need to uh, uh, get my um, get my lazy bones uh, up. Was that see that? Was that best picture or best director? What did that win? Uh, didn't uh, Keaton win for that? So it was I best think actor. Keaton won best actor. Okay. Yeah, I, I could take a look. So anyway, um, God, I love tangents so much. But the whole reason I brought us back to Daredevil was for this one thought that that started infecting me, and now I can't get it off my mind. I need to find. Somebody, maybe I, maybe I need to uh, drive out to California or wherever they, maybe I mean, they must do it in New York City, but wherever they're filming Daredevil, I need to drive there and ask the director um, or the creators, I guess. Um, what's the deal? Yeah, what's the deal with this Daredevil guy? Um, no, and and I don't know if anybody else has this thought. I had this thought, and it was almost a eureka moment for me. And I wanted to run out in the streets and like shout it and ask all the good citizens, you know, if I was crazy or not. But so Daredevil, his fighting style is incredibly cool. It's a little bit of Krav Maga. It's a lot of uh, Black Widow, which is Krav Maga, right? Um, it's a lot of on the floor. It's a lot of flips. It's a lot of spinning around people. It's very acrobatic. It's extremely acrobatic. I mean, he also uses parkour, but I don't think parkour is a yeah. martial art. I think it's just a, a quick way to get sure. from point A to point B. There was one cool shot, one sequence in one episode just, where Matt Murdock was parkouring yeah. it. And I just, I love the athleticism. Across the roofs, yeah. rooftops. The, the athleticism in this is amazing. And the fact that that he's not... Even a little bit superhuman, I think, is amazing. And well, you know, he's a first, little superhuman. Well, the, the first, well, I mean, he's got the he's got the senses. Right. Oh, well, he, and, but and he's he not, can accelerate. He has accelerated but, healing. Too. But he's not. But he's not strong. He's not stronger than normal. He's not faster. Now he's in great shape. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's near a physical peak, I guess, as far as you know, yeah. as being a, 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 a strong regular human. Um, I mean, he's like a Hawkeye. He's in the yeah. same pimp as Hawkeye and Black Widow. But, but it's amazing to see him, uh, the way they choreograph these fights. You know, this the, is the Batman. This is, this, is Batman. No, this is not a superhero movie or TV show. This is not a Rocky fight. I mean, this is punch, 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 punch. Get punch, 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 punched. Punch, 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 punch. I mean, it takes him a while to subdue even one guy. Yeah. And I keep thinking, and we've seen it a couple times already in just the first half of the season, um, that, dude, you're in trouble if you get bum-rushed. Oh, because yeah. three or four guys, you, you, know, you will not be able to take these guys for long. You can for a little bit, but eventually you're going to get overwhelmed. And you know it's a pretty, pretty bold leap of faith he's taken by doing this in the first place. It feels... 
uh, you know, it's a serious version of kick ass. Yeah. It's a guy who's got absolutely no powers whatsoever. Um, but you know, except for the, the, the census thing, but you know, he's again, he's not fast. He's not strong. He's not whatever, you know, than any other, you know, normal person. And it's just, it, it's interesting to see, you know, that portrayed because we've, I'm trying to think if we've ever really seen that before. I mean, you know, Batman, obviously, um, I mean, it's a vigilante story. Yeah, I mean, but, but uh, dare I was... bring up Cape from NBC? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, that that was a guy who was just an ordinary guy who, aside from his cape, was just a regular vigilante, right? Who was trying to protect his city. But the uh, the the one thought that just that that crawled into my head and it rooted around and it laid eggs at the base of my uh, medulla, um, and those eggs are now hatching, um, was. Okay, so his fight scenes, uh, the fight choreography is great. And the one thing I kept trying to figure out while watching this choreography in these fights is normally a martial art, a fighting style, or whatever, is contingent upon you being able to see what you are hitting. Now, clearly, you know he's got some kind of, of uh, radar-type sense, but if you're training someone like Stick, who was also blind, training Daredevil, if you do not have the sense of sight, how does that change the way you fight? The fact that you do not have to worry about keeping your head up or looking, you know, or looking where you're punching or this or that. How does that, and I kept trying to, to decide, you know, is there, is this fighting style informed or affected by the fact that this guy doesn't have to see what he's fighting. Well, I, and, and there's, he, he's fighting with essentially the force. I mean, remember when Luke was, was, was in the first movie, I mean, he was fighting that, that droid when he was practicing without ever seeing it. He was just using his senses. Right. Daredevil's not fighting with his eyes closed. He can see. We saw one in one shot, which yeah. is, I and think, is freaky. great that they showed us once and only once what he sees. Okay, and I can't... Which won't remind me. What is he seeing? He said it, he he described it as a world on fire. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's exactly what it looked like. It basically... Yeah. If you were... If you were sent to hell, that might be what it looked like. But... And he, Foggy, even later on, you're not there yet, but yeah. when, Foggy, when Foggy finds out that he's Daredevil... Oh, that's okay. that's not a spoiler. It happens. Spoiler alert! He always we 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 talked about this. That's a wonderful episode. Um, he even says, "Can you see?" And he's like, "Right." Well, and Foggy's like, "No." Can you see or not? Yes or no? And he's like, "In a manner of speaking, yeah." And and so we saw it. So he uses that. I mean, he can right. see. Yeah, he can't jacked, read a book. It's jacked up. But he can see, and along with his senses and stuff, when yeah. he concentrates and lets that sound in. And now one thing I, I had going against me was, um, now I was there. I read Daredevil comics uh, periodically. Not, not, I wasn't married to him um, as a kid, but I was certainly, uh, I, I liked the idea of Daredevil, and I read a bunch of his comics. And then when the Frank Miller run hit, I at one point in my life I sold them when I was 14 years old. I'll never you forget my parents. Idiot. I I had the entire Frank Miller oh, run. I sold the uh I sold uh, the episode $1. Yeah, no. I sold one of the Daredevil uh one comic of the Daredevil run for 15 bucks in 1984. Mm. So, 
I didn't get completely hosed on the thing, but dude, <laughs> obviously yeah. if I had him now, that'd be great. But uh, so the point is that I was there um, for the Frank Miller. You know, I was there for the pre-Frank Miller, and I was there for the Frank Miller, and then Klaus Jansen kept going yeah. afterwards, and, and I dropped off not long after that. The point is that except for the uh, uh, was the the Karen Page uh, trade, the Karen Page epic, whatever. Um, I, I want to say that you gave me a trade paperback or something back in the day. Um, I mean, this would be what a decade or or more ago at well, this point. I think the big thing that happened with Karen Page was that she. She told the kingpin who Daredevil really right. was for a fix. Yes. And that happened in the Born Again storyline. Right. Okay, so it was the Born Again yeah. uh, that, that you uh, that you let me read. So I've never read, uh, except for that, the, the, that's the reason I brought that up, is except for that one sequence, 12 issues, whatever yeah. it was, I've never read any, any Daredevil since the Klaus Jansen, Frank Miller years. So I've never read any of the Bendis Malieve and I've mm. not read any of the Mark Wade. Well, the, so if they're pulling from that for the series, I'm unaware. The I'm sure they I, are. I believe they are. Um, when daredevil started over with the Marvel Knights imprint, yes. Kevin Smith wrote like the first eight issues. And you mean silent Bob, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Okay. It was called guardian devil. Okay. And uh, in that uh, episode, in that story, which Joe Quesada drew, okay, um, dared, uh, Bullseye kills Karen Page, okay, with Daredevil's own baton. Uh oh. So. Oh, is that that scene? The, um... That's an important book to read, The Guardian Devil. Okay. And the Bendis Malieve run is fantastic. Yeah, and when he when Bendis leaves, I think it was uh, Ed Brubaker took okay. over. That was good. Bendis left Matt Murdock in jail. Oh jeez! And, and <laughs> Brubaker had to pick up the storyline with Matt Murdock in jail. Oh man! And as I understand it now, I haven't caught up on the Mark Wade. I've read part of it. It's good, but as I understand now, over the years he's been off and on with the public. He, I'm Daredevil. No, I'm not Daredevil. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. He's apparently finally has said okay i'm tired of this i'm daredevil i've always been daredevil yeah but now isn't he like in san francisco now or something yes. goofy like that yeah he okay. left new york and went to san francisco just for fun well there's a reason but okay. i i don't recall yeah, you don't have to is. get into it um uh, getting back to the tv show real yeah. quick who is kingpin's girlfriend is she of That's importance vanessa uh -huh. uh, in the comics vanessa was his wife okay oh yeah. see I, I did not know that yeah uh, he was, I, I don't know if he's currently, I'm trying to remember what happened to Vanessa near the end of the it was the <laughs> Brian Bendis Brubaker uh, stuff. Because Kingpin ended up in jail. Peter Parker beat the crap, crap out, out of him, him when he, during Civil War when he was in jail. That was just amazing. Man, I just, I, I, I fell I, in love with, kingpin's character as he as it becomes clear that um the vanessa is more than willing to be his lady yeah. Macbeth. yeah i was um maybe that was not i, I wouldn't say i hated it but it did analogy. catch me off guard that she was 
pretty much okay with this yeah. whole situation very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 what that would be my only complaint. Yeah, that was that was kind of like really you're you're well, not. She did bring a gun to a date with him. Yeah, but yeah. she was pretty much on board. Yeah. Well, I think part of it too is is I don't know that they were trying to make a she may uh, always a case carry for a gun. It, yeah. but the the odd possibly questionable morality of society's elite. Yeah. And which she definitely is. You know, there's no doubt. Um, and, you know, just the idea, you know, I don't know if they're trying to, to inform us that, you know, hey, guess what? You know, the, the so-called elites have a different value structure than most normal human beings. Uh, maybe she just sees it as, you know what? We're just, we're, we're culling some of the chaff. You know, there's just... You know, it's, you know, I, I, I didn't think that uh, to me, it didn't seem like they were cutting too many corners there. It just seemed like, you know, she was insanely interested by this guy and she just wasn't bothered by the moral equivalent. Yeah, that uh, was equivalency to me. That speaks volumes about her, especially the, the scene where the scene where she basically says, you need to tell me, right. Tell me everything. Yeah. And he tells her everything at the end of it she's like okay thank you for telling me yeah what you know what, what do you want you want some chinese takeout yeah. or wanna what's for dinner get, yeah we'll get some ice cream yeah you want to get some nachos or you know knock a beer or two back or something we have passed the five zero minute mark okay nice. i think this is a good good place good nice. time good time we're gonna to, do two episodes yeah. tonight good time to stop we yeah, have we have more content yeah. For the next episode, right? Brad, you want to give us a teaser? I haven't even gotten to pimp uh, Danger 5 yet. We'll, we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a game, a musical game for us uh-huh. to play. It's called What's That What? Okay. What? What's That What is the name what? of the what? game. And uh, what? I want to talk about Doctor Who because uh, our friend Shelby mm-hmm. uh, convinced me to start watching it, along with other people who just wouldn't shut up about how good it was. <laughs> um, so I'd like to Why talk are you about, looking at me? I'd like to talk about my experience with Doctor Who. Excellent. Who? Yeah. What? Doctor Who. What? And and then there's something else I'm forgetting. I'm I always wondered. Uh, let's see. We didn't talk about Flash. We thought that would be kind of fun, but we can wait till next next yeah. episode to talk about that. Speedling. That was really we, only, Oh, and we, I was on Jeopardy. Or, no, sorry. We'll talk about. I misspoke. I tried out for Jeopardy. We'll talk about that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, there was another topic that. I had asked you if we you wanted to talk about. We can talk about it. We can talk about it next next episode. So, okay. uh, it's good actually to be back in the saddle again. Mm-hmm. I just wish we could do this more often, but you know this is the way it is for now. So, um, Mark so, Johnson, you can suck it. So just don't think that uh, we've left you cats behind. We may be on our own schedule, but you know what, you are too. So my guess is that you, the kind listener, are uh, are dealing with it, and hopefully you're you know, kind of happy that we're back. You've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Half Hour Wasted. Leave us or any of the HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Yeah. Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. I'm Foggy. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.